Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them across the UK. This story was told by Luke. At our night at the Brixton Ritzy. When the theme was cutting corners. Hi, I'm Luke. Um, so uh, I had quite a few stories to tell tonight. I was thinking which one that's too self-deprecating. That one's a bit too messy. This one is too... So I thought maybe uh, more of a light-hearted one. Um, a few years ago... Um, I managed to get a little acting part on the uh, Alan Carr TV show. I was jumping for joy. I was pretty excited about it. Um, so we're doing a parody of uh, a sketch for um, Django. She's like, yeah, you'd be a great cowboy. So I sent a self-tape in doing that. Hey, now talking to me, talking like that. You got the part. Fantastic. Love Alan Carr. Uh, so we, we go to Kent. Um, the actual payment, I find out, is, uh, is really bad. So I, I walk in and there's like loads of kind of minor celebs there and uh, no one knows who I am obviously there's people from Strictly Come Dancing um, a few other kind of minor celebs some glamour models I walk in and go hi everyone how you doing I'm Luke and I get this it's a great great uh, where's the tea so, so everyone ignores me um, and then straight away the producer goes hi are you Luke you're that kind of extra for today and I go, no, I'm, act- I'm actually an actor. I'm an actor, yeah. We've got your envelope here for your payment, £40. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah, for, yeah, great, great. Where's, where, where's, where's the coffee machine? Can I... Uh... So that was a great start. Humi- humiliated. I thought it was my big break, you know. Alan Carr, big fan of his stuff. And he, it's like everyone ignored me. I sat down. and uh, But he was fantastic. He went, hello, babes, how you doing? Are you, you look, you're an actor. Yeah, he goes, go get my Ugg boots over there. They're smelly ones. I was like, brilliant. So now I'm his donkey as well. <laughs> So, um, sitting there, I'm quite excited, I thought still, you know, film Django, doing a sketch, got a nice little part, got some lines in it as well, so dressed up as a cowboy, looking the part, I think, yeah, looking great, you know, a few of the kind of minor celebs looking a bit jealous, yeah, yeah, I've got a speaking part, yeah, yeah, for my 40 pounds, it's worth it. So, um, I start noticing, I think I feel a bit ill, I thought, oh my God, is it because I'm excited, because of my huge break and my huge pay packet? <laughs> so, my stomach starts going, I'm going, oh God, I feel is it nervous? Am I because I'm nervous? Is it because these guys are a bit intimidating? What is it? I thought, nah, ignore it. Ignore it. So eventually we uh, we get on set. The set is actually um, in the forest in Kent. It's minus two. It's winter. It's freezing cold. And uh, we've got a big kind of um, kind of wagon there for everyone to stay in before, you know, between sets, between takes. You go, okay, go back, sit in there because you're going to freeze to death. 
So we're going with these glamour models, some of these celebs from Strictly Come Dancing, Alan Carr as well. And uh, we filmed one, one scene that's going really well, really excited. But yeah, smash that one. One take, bitch. <laughs> so I really pleased myself. And then I go, oh, oh my God, that isn't a fart. Oh my God, this can't be happening to me. This can't be happening to me. So I'm like, oh my God. Ah, and I said to the, to the AD, I was like, excuse me, um, she goes, you're right, yeah, I'm just a bit, yeah, just feeling a bit rough. Um, where's the toilet? It's at least a mile through the forest. Um, we can't take you back to the, 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 you know, it's like a stately home, like a mansion. We can't take you back because we're about to, about to film the next scene. I was like, I really need to go. I said, can, can you just hold it? I said, well, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I don't want to hold anyone up. And so I looked to the left, Alan Carr's there in the, in the, in the wagon going, all right, babe, it's going to freeze to death. They're coming here, come on, keep warm with us a lot. And I was like, I can't shit over Alan Carr. I can't, there's a glam, I can't, and he, he kind of makes a seat for me, there's a glam model there going, you're right, you look a bit pale, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I thought, I can't sit in this car and shit in front of everyone, all over myself. So uh, I stand outside the car like a weirdo, they're going, that extra guy there is weirdo, he's standing in the freezing cold, just shaking, looking pale. So I was like, okay, I can hold this, maybe, maybe it'll just freeze inside me because I'm so cold. So... Um, Eventually, I go, no, it's, it's, it's happening. You know, it's happening. This monstrosity is going to happen. So I go up to the AD. I go, I said, listen to me. I really need to go to the toilet, please. There's, there's a tree there. You can just, you can just, uh, I said, it's not that. Okay. Then I remembered. I thought, shit, last night, my mum's girlfriend cooked me a goat curry. And uh, she was Somalian and the food was very rich. And I'm quite sensitive to curries and also like uh, spicy food. And I thought it was a goat curry. Definitely. So I said, well, it, it's not number ones. I've kind of had a curry last night. I'm in a lot of trouble. I really need to do it. She goes, Luke, all you can do is run like the wind and go back to the mansion. We can't drive you back. We're, we're filming Alan Carr right now. So I've got my chaps on. I've got my, the, the metal things. Like, I think they're called, they're called spurs. So I was running like the Terminator through the forest. King, 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 king. My spurs get my hat coming off. I'm legging it. I think it's about to come. It's about to come. Anyway, I can't do this. I can't do this. How can I come back to and just be covered in shit in front of all these, these celebrities? So finally, I, you know, I, I'm like... Linford Christie back in the 90s. I was getting a 9.3. I was there like that. Turtlehead's coming. So fi I finally get to the mansion. I knock on the door. I'm like, please let me limit this. They've actually got a butler. And he goes, are you okay? Like, Excuse me. How can I? I said, I'm going to shit myself. I need, where's the toilet? I need a toilet. He goes, this way, sir. So I ran off, ran straight to the toilet, ripped the trousers down the chaps, taking off the belt. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. You know, and then next minute I realized I had my, uh, my mic on still as well. So they all hear me. I just strip it off my chest. I go, just like, you know, and then I just rip it off and I finally managed to uh, seal the deal and do it. And I'm like, <sighs> it was a bit like Jim Carrey in, like, in what's the film, uh, uh, Dumb and Dumb. It was like that, kind of on the toilet. And I was like, <sighs> I'm not religious, but thank you, God. That was amazing. So I went back and uh, Alan Carr goes, oh, I heard you had a problem. I said, please don't tell anyone. They hate me enough. And he goes, don't worry, babe. It's my little secret. All right. So that was it. He didn't tell anyone. He was a lovely guy. And uh, I got away with it. <laughs> it's our last storyteller of the night, Francis, ladies and gents. <laughs> it's another toilet story. <clears throat> this is what happens when you pick a really philosophical theme, like cutting corners. People just think of uh, toilet stories. Yeah. So um, it was Glastonbury, 2013. Um, I was really excited because Rolling Stones were headlining and I'm really a really big fan of them ever since my dad got me into them and uh, they'd just been confirmed so I was so excited and I was like planning everything like you know what drinks I was going to have and you know a tent, borrow a tent off my friend, everything like that and then the big thing that I was thinking of was like 
I need to be at the front to see the Rolling Stones. Like, I need to be there. So I've been to festivals before. You need to get there at the start of the day, basically. And they were performing at 10pm that night. So I was like, right, you need to get there 10am. You need to be there right at the start, okay? And you need to have food with you, um, maybe a pillow for a nap, who knows? Um, But the big thing was how am I going to avoid going to the toilet? Because I'm not someone that can just, like, squat down in a crowd. And I was like, no one's going to be there with me. Like, my friends are not going to be there at 10am because they're going to be like, well, they'll have a lie-in. I'll go, you know, to the relaxation fields, do some of that. So I was like, you're going to be there by yourself. You can't just, you can't just squat down and, and, you know, have a wee in front of strangers. <laughs> so I was like, what, what are my options? I really don't know. My friend Ruben was like, why don't you get one of those um, um, absorbent, extra absorbent tenor lady nappies for, um, for elderly women? And I was like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Ruben. Um, I'll leave that one as a last resort, you know, maybe. Anyway, got to like the day before going to Glastonbury and we were at the um, <clears throat> the Bristol Tesco and I was getting all my uh, my strong bows in and uh, and I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't planned anything, I haven't got anywhere. Um, so I was like, right, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get them. So I got like a, a massive pack of these, these ultra absorbent nappies and it did look quite funny on the uh, conveyor belt, just like strong bow, 12 pack, 12 pack, tenor ladies. Um, and I was like, you know what? So then, so then the day came. It was like Sunday, I think, um, when the Running Stones were headlining, and um, I, I was like, right, okay. So you're gonna have an early night before. You're gonna get all your. You're gonna empty your bladder before you go there. You're not gonna drink any water all day, and that was really tactical. It was a really hot day, so I was like, great. You'll be like dehydrated, and I filled up like a hot water bottle. Oh, I filled up a, a water bottle with red wine because I was like you're going to want a drink before the stones but this will dehydrate you even more like it won't make you want to piss so um I thought of everything I got like a bagel got something for dinner was ready to go got there for 10 a.m I had to sit through some shocking acts like Billy Bragg Elvis Costello sorry for a fan but not not for me um and then it came to I think it was Primal Scream was the act before the Rolling Stones and I was like okay let's get on this wine and I hadn't gone to the toilet all day, can I just say. I was obviously wearing one of these uh, <laughs> fine uh, tenor lady nappies. Underskirt, no one knew. Felt quite, felt quite naughty, actually. Um, and then um, I hadn't gone all day. It was great. And it uh, came to the Rolling Stones. They came on. It was brilliant. I was so proud of myself. It was fantastic. And um, my friend Ollie had heard of the plan. He was like, all right, so you're going to be wearing, you're going to be wearing one of these, are you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am, more of it. And then he actually made his way to the front of the crowd, which kind of defeated the object of my entire plan. Um, and uh, he made his way to the front of the crowd and Gimme Shelter was just coming on, which is my like all-time favourite song. And he just, he just, he just lifted me up, even though he knew that it could have potentially been a downpour on his shoulder. And he just lifted me up, like, you know, fingers crossed. And I hadn't gone in it, so I was like, you're safe. But um, it was the most amazing feeling. And, like, you know, had eye contact with Mick Jagger. <laughs> he had no idea. Um, and, you know, it was great. I was on TV. It was great. And, um, and, then, um, and then afterwards, you know, I was just euphoric and, you know, had the biggest we ever. Um, but it shows you how uh, Cutting Corners um, just went really, really well. I had the best time. <laughs> That's pretty much it.
Thank you so much, Francis. What an amazing story. And I think the question on everyone's lips, when you had the massive wee after the... Was it in the tenor lady? Or... No, elsewhere. So it was just a, a, a security measure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spark True Stories. If you love what we do, please help us spread the word by leaving us a review on iTunes. For more true stories and to see a live event, head to stories.co.uk.